Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 75 of Season 4 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com where Harry Met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to finish off this week, once again, is Jim O'Kane from so many different things. You know, but but uh, currently from from I guess the the producer of the Bowfinger Minute, we can yes. we can say that. You know, so welcome <laughs> yes. back, Jim. Well, thank, thanks for having me. Thanks for putting up with me for this entire week. Uh, been, I, I had a, I've had a blast so far. So hopefully, I, hopefully, I, hopefully you do too, and hopefully everyone listening hasn't tuned us out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned so much, especially about payphones yesterday. That was quite a quite and a about uh, payphones, rabbit hole. about about you know how, what percentage of people sleep sleep on their backs. Uh, what percentage of people sleep with 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 clothes on or without? You know, there's, there's always something interesting to learn on my podcast. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, minute seventy five begins with Marie asking the ultimate question, and ends with Marie and Jess acting relieved. So, the first thing I want to say is this is quite an amazing minute from the perspective that it has it is the largest amount of dialogue that I've ever had to deal with in any of my four seasons up till now okay wow. in 1 minute they have filled up four pages of dialogue okay i have always managed to always put everything into two pages even if i need to you know to to make the font a little bit smaller or something like that it always would fit into two pages cuz sometimes it went a little bit into three I've never had four full pages of dialogue because we basically have four characters that are all talking and pretty much there, it, it happens that they're talking at the same time. Yeah. It's so, almost like a four way monologue. It's just, it's just this role. This, there's, it's like a fire hose of dialogue. Yeah. Um, I'm, and the timing is incredible. As, as we, t- we talked about yesterday, all of this was done with uh, interconnections between the studio or between the stages. And they still needed to do it 60 times. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, and you know, you just think about how many times that they, they couldn't cut away. They couldn't, you know, nowadays they would just take bits and pieces and you would patch it together and it would look seamless, but uh, just doing it live. I haven't seen anything like this since, um, uh, that George Lucas film Tucker, A Man in His Dream. There's okay. there's a lot yeah. of in there's a lot of in camera work between uh between scenes where they're doing the 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 camera is like ad, the, the camera is part of the action that they're they're actually filming stuff and they're walking in and out of sets <clears> that <throat> are uh, dimming and and uh, lighting up. So that and that's where we're at here with these uh, just these three part scenes, but all live chatting. Yeah, um, and I mean, and and I mean, it's just amazing the 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 way that they're, you know, the, these these conversations are going. The, just setting it up, you know, to say, okay, now you're going to talk at the same time as someone else, because in general, people don't, you know, in in movies and obviously in podcasting, you try not to overlap during conversations, yeah, because you want to be able to hear everybody and hear what they're they're saying. Yeah, and there, I mean, there are situations where people talk over each other and as i said before howard hawks or where they have several several conversations going on at the same time um you know wells did it in citizen kane where there's several several conversations ha- happening simultaneously where there's overlap but this one it's just it's like watching a pinball game i mean it's going back and forth between between two uh they're they're following each other the conversations are both there, there's two conversations going on at the same time but they match each other so and yes yeah. And here the audience tries to, uh, you know, process it all. It's like, okay, they're talking about this while these guys are talking about that. It's, um, it reminded me. And and as confusing it is, as it is by the way that they do it here, I mean, we'll we'll get to this at the end of t- today's uh, minute. But the the script has even more dialogue that they could wow. That fits in here. I mean, this conversation was even longer. Yeah, I mean, you wonder about how they how they constructed it. You'd have to sit down with a with a tape recorder and then just have the conversation and then figure out what could make it better. I would think, I don't, I don't know if they, they threw out samples of what they thought each one should say. Um, right. It, it, to me, it reminded me a lot of, uh, uh, the scene in, uh, at the opening of, uh, the music man with, uh, 
you know, you got to know the territory. It just keeps well, Robert, Robert, Robert Preston. Preston, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the beginning, where they're going into a, they're going into a River City, and they're, they're talking City. about uh, what he sells. You know, what do you call? It? What do you talk? What do you talk? That 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 whole scene. It's that speed, that cadence that they're. It, it is really a cadence that they're going in here because it's like now it's your turn to talk. Now it's your turn to talk, and yeah, it's beautiful. It's one of those things that you can understand why it would take sixty takes, but Still, you can't understand how could you build a movie like this? It would take sixty take. You find some place you could cut away and come back, right? Um, or do it two and two. But I think that's part of the, part of the beauty of it—the fact that they didn't have to yeah. cut away. You know that they're able to show us that okay, here is this this conversation between these four the four main characters or two main characters with their with both of their sidekicks. Yeah. I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah, they're they're wingmen, um, and it, yeah. it's. It's interesting how we've gotten used to split screens. I mean, the the first big use of split screens that I can think of in feature films would have been uh, the uh, Woodstock. The movie Woodstock had a lot of split screens, and that affected once uh, the Woodstock movie came out early 1970. Um, Woodstock affected a lot of movies through most of the early 70s, where you'd start seeing a lot more split screens on uh, uh, in in feature films. Uh, the first podcast I ever did, uh, Airport. Airport featured a lot of uh, split screens that had uh, two-way splits, three-way splits. Even there was a, there was one section where there was a six-way split uh, with different characters going through the airport. So, um, wow. but here, you know, we have a mature split screen where every part is having, uh, there's, there's two simultaneous scenes going on on the screen and you're still able to understand the whole dynamic of it, which is like, you know, it's, it's, it's a credit to both the director, Rob Reiner and the cinematographer who managed to put all this together and the editor and the editor and the optical optical effects director. So uh, quite a, quite a nice marriage of uh, technology and uh, creativity uh, to even think about making this part of a movie. Right. It it makes me wonder, I mean, they, they didn't talk about this on, on the commentary. It makes me wonder who thought of the idea yeah, of yeah staging uh, like I don't know if the cinematographer suggested it or if, uh, you know, if Rob Reiner thought, how about if we do it this way or where it might have been? And that's, that's why I was thinking of other films I was thinking of in, um, again, back to the Music Man, 1962. Um, there's a scene where um, Harold Hill, Robert Preston, playing the Music Man, is uh, singing the title you know, or the, the main song, 76 Trombones. While Shirley Jones, his uh, his not quite girlfriend uh, uh, Marion, the librarian, uh, is singing "Goodnight, My Someone," and the uh, yeah, that one. Uh, so, uh, and then in the meantime, there's other characters that keep appearing on screen in different um, islands of light where they're where they're talking. So it and it has a lot of contrapuntal like there's contrapuntal music where they're singing against each other but they're they are playing back and forth against each other so i keep wondering if rob reiner was affected by seeing movies like the music man where this happens or um even when you go back even further back to uh, singing in the rain singing in the rain has a bunch of uh if not split screens, special effects scenes where you're seeing more than one character doing stuff at the same time. Um, it's just interesting how this now is part of our language. The split screen is a normal way of selling things to us on screen. But it, as as we were talking about earlier, this was you said this was also had been converted into a stage play. But it lends itself to something that happened in the wings and then center stage. It's you're you're watching. A play right here as it's going on right yeah it, for sure i mean and, and it's just done so sure. well, well good so good luck yeah. let, let's let's try to go through the dialogue we'll figure you know we might <laughs> exactly <laughs> because it's, it's a question of who's saying what that's the that's the biggest uh, uh trick here because a lot of times you right. know as we said there's there's overlapping dialogue between the characters here so that that makes things slightly you know, more complicated. So Marie starts off by saying, what happened? And then Jess goes, what's the matter? And then, then Sally says, Harry came over last night. And and Harry says at the same time, I went over to Sally, Sally's last night. 
because and then Sally says, because I was upset that Joe was getting married. And one thing led to the other, and before I knew it, we were kissing, and then to make a long story short, we did it. And they the timing is perfect because they both say both Harry and Sally say we did it at the exact same time. And then Jess and Marie both put their hands over the receiver and look at each other and they both go, they did it. So, you know, the timing here oh, is just amazing with the way that they did that. And then Marie says, that's great, Sally. We've been praying for you. You should have done it in the first place. <laughs> for months, we've been saying you should do it. You guys belong together. It's like killing two birds with one stone. It's like two wrongs make a right. And then both Jess and Marie ask at the same time, how was it? The during part was good. I thought it was good. And then I felt suffocated. But then I guess I wasn't. Jesus, I'm sorry. The worst. I had to get out of there. He just disappeared. I feel so bad. I'm so embarrassed. I don't blame you. That's horrible. <laughs> I think I'm coming down with something. I think I'm catching a cold. Look, it would have been great if it worked out. But it didn't. You should never go to bed with anyone when you find out your last boyfriend is getting married. Who's that talking? Who? Is that Jess on the phone? It's Jane Fonda on the VCR. It's Brian Gumble. <laughs> and then Jess and Marie both ask at the exact same time the same <laughs> question. They say, you want to come over for breakfast? And then, <laughs> no, I'm not up to it. No, I feel too awful. And then Jess and Marie both say at the same time, good. I mean, it's so early, but call me later if you want. I'll call you later, okay? Okay, bye, 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 <laughs> bye. God, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It, so it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It just comes back and forth between that because the two just, of them and the two in the middle. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and and, it, and it's just so beautifully... It's beautifully written, and it's beautifully yeah, yeah. Uh, implemented by, by these four amazing actors... And there's who, such a call, make us believe the, the that this conversation where, is, is um, happening like this. It's uh, I think it's Sally that says I, I'm coming down with something. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, I was thinking of Frank Lester's um, Adelaide yes. Lament from Guys and Dolls, with um, uh, Adelaide pulls out a pulls out a magazine article and it says it says here the average Amer uh, average unmarried female basically insecure due to some long frustration may react with psychosomatic symptoms difficult to endure affecting the upper respiratory tract in other words for just from waiting around for that little band of gold a person can develop a cold so i, I was thinking that's a guys and dolls thing right there um <laughs> But it's and it's a trope, but it's a great trope. It's uh, it's good. I mean, and it's uh, it's funny how, I, I mean, <laughs> the the sidekicks are the Greek chorus. They they're how the audience feels about it. It's like oh good, they're finally together. Oh that's too bad. Oh, you know. um, and it's, uh, they're well they're well used in this. I think the characters yeah, <laughs> they're they're very strong characters to have in it to emphasize what each one is feeling and sometimes. They're in agreement with what the character, what the main characters are doing, and a lot of times they're against what the main characters are doing, or, or frustrated that the main characters don't see what they're doing. Um, well, that's that's the way you know. There's a lot of times where, where yeah. we're sitting and, and screaming at the screen, telling people what yeah. they should or shouldn't be doing, just like people go are listening to us on this podcast <laughs> and doing the same thing. Also, screaming, "What you didn't?" Don't. <laughs> well, by us, they're saying. Why don't you talk about that? Why don't you talk about that? You got that right. You got that wrong. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And we, we, we've all had, and that that's fine. You know. I even a few a few months ago, I even did did a, an addendum to one of my episodes because I got a uh, comment from from a uh, from from one of my uh, listeners who said that I didn't explain something properly, and then he explained it to me, uh -huh. and I then. You know, added the addendum, a three-minute addendum to that episode, explaining yeah, see, the things see, properly. The way I Obviously, saw that was giving like him credit. I married for them. It, but, uh, my, yeah. my, my wife wrote. My, my, you know, my my wife wrote in about a problem with uh, you marry your that I had on my website. So uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right, right. Okay. That's yeah, it's, it's, once was enough for me. So well, I, I hope you only did that once. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's I, I'm not. This is like the next step after meet cute. This is like. Uh, break up cute I, I, it's there 
and like they both want to steer <laughs> them into the relationship that they need to be in, but they don't want to really get involved. And especially they don't want to spoil the fact that they're um, not refereeing, they're coaching from the, from the sidelines. Like, no, don't, don't let them know that I'm, you know, telling you what they do. Um, right. I mean, it's pretty funny that they really can't hear that another conversation is going on. You know, it takes, takes almost till the end for them to say, is that Jess? Is that Marie? <laughs> yeah. Because they are uh, sitting next to each yeah. other. You know, I have enough trouble. I have enough trouble making a, you know, talking on the phone when someone else is in the room, uh, you know, talking to someone else or, yeah. or, or, you know, or even if they're just listening to, to like a game on, 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 on their laptop or something like that, you know, I, I can't yeah, understand oh, what's going I, on. I, this is going to be an old man story, but I, I can't get used to the idea when people are walking through a store and they have earbuds on that they're having a conversation with somebody on the phone. And I was I was in a Walmart a few weeks ago and this woman was walking next to me and she said, don't tell me you're doing that. And I looked at her like, what am I doing? And then it hit me. She had her earbuds on and she was chatting in her on her iPhone. I was like, oh, OK, I'm sorry. I just it's just i feel like uh i'm getting dressed down for something something i didn't do but it was it wasn't me it was whoever was on the other end of the line um but uh, yeah it kind of makes me wish for the old days of payphones <laughs> it's you know somebody's got something up against yeah that's her. true no you, you actually just it's very funny you just reminded me of of a uh comic strip that i just got last week that that completely fits in with that and it, it was it's it's hilarious basically you have you have a picture of 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 uh a guy sitting in a uh, in in a bathroom, you know, in a bathroom in a public bathroom stall. Okay, and and you hear from the other side someone someone talking, saying, "Ah, how's it going?" And then you see the guy respond and say, uh, "I guess it's going okay." You know, a little you know uh, a little strange if someone's talking to him, you know, from the other stall. But okay. And then, then he goes, uh, yeah. So what, 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 what are you doing? And he says, well, you know, I'm just uh, doing the usual stuff. <laughs> Again, feeling a little, uh, you know, out of place <laughs> in a, in a bathroom stall, you know, answering like this. He goes, so uh, you you want to get together? And then he he responds, uh, well, I'm a little busy right now. I don't know if that's a thing. And then and then you hear the guy in the other stall say, you know. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to call you back later because there's some idiot in the cell next to me that keeps answering my questions, <laughs> thinking that I'm talking to him. <laughs> you know, it's the type of thing that that that. Uh, I mean, I I, I went. Uh, I my, my wife and I went. Uh, was it a week and a half ago to to see uh, oh. Titanic 25th yeah. uh, anniversary? You know, in 3D. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is why you and I didn't record that night. But whatever. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. I had a good excuse, and 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 before the movie, so I, I went to the bathroom, and there's a guy in the stall oh. next to me that was talking on his phone. I don't understand why people do that. And he was saying to somebody, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm at a conference right now," and I'm just like, "He says I can't really talk. I'm at a I'm at a conference," and I was like, "Okay, that's an interesting euphemism for for sitting on the toilet. I'm, I'm at a conference." Gosh, yes, exactly. maybe maybe it's a shipbuilding convention or something. I don't, um... The, uh, I'm thinking of Titanic. He's like, how do you explain this? Oh, I'm at a, <laughs> I'm at a retrospective. Uh, but yeah, I've all, yeah, I, I can never yeah, get exactly. used to people <laughs> using telephones in the bathroom. I know they do. It's just, um, it's, yeah. It, it, yeah. No, you can use your telephone. Just, just yeah, you yeah. Know, not now. Send I'm people not sure. messages. <laughs> yeah. Don't you don't need wow. to talk. Um, although you know, as the world has changed. Nobody answers the phone anymore. That seems to be the, the, the common the common response to any phone calls is let it roll the voicemail. Yeah. You know, it's like be, be somewhere else. So uh, nobody nobody's That's home right. and nobody answers the phone. So it's 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 it's, uh, it's a different. Be... That's right. Well, it's better than what it used to be. It used to be that we, we if we were waiting for a call, we'd yeah. be sitting and you know yeah, sitting next I, to the phone waiting for it to ring. Or I think of and um, you could be waiting there for in, hours. Uh, is it 1972? The movie Play It Again, Sam Woody Allen, uh, Tony Tony yeah. Roberts, mm -hmm. Tony Roberts, Richardson is, Roberts, Tony Roberts, Roberts, Tony Roberts, Ro Tony Roberts, Tony, Tony <laughs> his Roberts. character yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is uh, going from one one. Uh, location to another, and he always calls in his office. He goes to the next. 
He goes, I'll be at 415-555-1212 for the next half hour. And then I'll be at five, uh, 506-555. And he, he would just be leaving <laughs> messages to his secretary as to where he could be reached because, you know, you don't have cell phones. Are, well, they had, you know, radio television phones, but nobody was carrying them around. Um, but, uh, yeah, different right. different world. How I, I, I'm trying to, as, as I usually do with a lot of movies, is how much different would this movie be with cell phones? Well, this yeah, this scene yeah. would be very different. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> it's like, don't FaceTime me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, there aren't that many phone scenes. You know, like like when Harry and Sally are, are lying in bed watching yeah. Cat Blanket together, it doesn't really make a difference if it's that's, a cell phone or true. a regular that's phone. Um, I mean, one of the things that that, that Rob Reiner makes on the says on the commentary is the fact that that you know back then you needed to carry around all these different things and nowadays everything is on in in your cell phone you know you you need to carry on a calculator you need to carry um yeah a camera uh, yeah you know map and every a camera every everything you needed but nowadays yeah. you have everything in the cell phone so that makes things uh you know much much simpler like, from that perspective Rick, so many industries at once <laughs> yeah yeah basically ah wow that's true uh, you know, two two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually looked up the the the, the actual definition of killing two birds hmm. with one stone, and it was interesting the definition that I got here. I mean, it makes sense, but it's interesting the wording that they use here. So they give four options. One is accomplish two different things at the same time, solve two problems with one single action, achieve two things with a single action, or achieve two ends with a single effort. Hmm. So I yeah, mean, obviously yeah. they all they all make sense and they all fit in, but it's it's, it's very interesting. I, I I I tried finding out where that phrase actually comes from because it's a pretty strange phrase to say. Okay, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, you know, not not I'm going to kill yeah. two flies yeah, with one you know, swat or something. Or something yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's intriguing how how that how that developed. But I guess it it makes sense so people went with it. Um, I I, I want to go slightly yeah. slightly different here, which I. I think about this with older movies, with this being an older movie. Um, the four main characters, if you were going to remake this movie, as we we're talking about cell phones and things, who would you recast now with today's actors? Who would you put in the roles? Do, have, you, have you thought about that? Like, who would be Harry? I haven't thought about that at all because, you see, I'm, when, when, I, when I watch an older movie that I love, I can't imagine anyone else playing any of these characters who would, you know, be able to to to, to yeah, even you know, do, I, do it justice, you know. Think about it. Think about it. You know, any, you know, you, you, there are probably very few remakes, if any, that you're going to say that they were able that they were better than the original. Yeah, I, I mean, there, I, I, it's a different take on the same character. I mean, for example, all the Spider Mans. Um, there's, you know, there there are right. different okay. different people that and you know, <laughs> or bring all the Spider Mans together. Uh, but no, but 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 the difference with the Spider Man is Spider Mans. I guess Spider-Man. you could say not Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah. <laughs> is that is that each of them have their own story, you know? So that's not really yeah. a remake. That's a reimagining. You know, for instance, you know, a perfect example I think is is uh, uh, Twelve Angry Men. Okay. Okay. So you have the original Twelve Angry Men with Henry Fonda, uh, plus eleven other famous people to be, uh, <laughs> and and then in 1998 or 1999, I don't remember. They did the same. They they redid it with Jack Lemmon yeah. playing the main character. Okay, so there it's a stage play. So and and they they change things a little bit. You know they they you know add a little bit of diversity there. So not all the character. You don't have twelve white yeah. men in in the uh, thing at the very beginning. You see that the judge is a woman. You know played by uh, um, uh, what's her name Mary Emerton. No. No, 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 no. From uh, Dance of the Wolves and Grand oh, yeah, Canyon. Yeah. And, um, um, uh, Mary, Mary McDonald. McDonald. There you go. Yes. Right? There you go, Mary McDonald. Right. So you have Mary McDonald just in a small little cameo as that. So it changes things a little bit. But it, I still find it powerful because it's the same story. But I still like the original. Okay, guy. how about uh, Odd Couple TV versus movie? Do you, when you think of Oscar and Felix, oh come on, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing like uh, Lemon and Matho there. 
Okay, but you don't think Klugman and uh, Randall did develop the characters more? Well, obviously because they had yeah, more time yeah, to but, do it. I mean, you know, do, do either one of them fit into your single single dad? No, uh... neither of them are custodial fathers. <laughs> so, uh, ah, okay. the uh, but yeah, but I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I think of I think of uh, Elliot Gould and Donald uh, and um, Donald Sutherland in uh, Mash, and then you go to uh, the TV version. When you say Hawkeye, do you do you say Alan Alda? Is that is that come across to you? Okay, see that's that's a great example because you're right. When when I think of Hawkeye Pierce, I think of Alan Alda, but I like the rendition in, in the, the movie, movie yeah. much yeah. better. Yeah, it's I think Altman had a better handle on the feeling of it, and and again the yeah. problem with the problem with any TV show is you have erosion and petrification. The, the the show erodes because it can't move on. All the, none of the characters can change. It can try making the characters change, but heck, the whole you know the Korean War only lasted eighteen months, so you can't have a series that goes on for twelve years. That it's basically every week is something has happened with them. So, um, sure. but it's it's <laughs> difficult because you have to kind of lock them in. Um, but I, I was, and that's why you have after me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dear, let's, let's not go there. Um, but I, I think of like, um, you know, Casablanca, you couldn't possibly do pop Casablanca, but if you've ever seen David Soul's version of Casablanca, which was a T CBS TV movie, David Soul does a surprising turn as Rick. I never would have guessed it. I never would have thought he had it in him to be Rick. Um, mm, I don't know if it's available anywhere, but, uh, as a TV movie, I was I was horrified that they would re, who would remake. It's like remaking Citizen Kane, you know? How do you do? But he actually came across as quite a uh, an ambivalent character who's you, you can't figure out whose side he's on. What you know? What he's what he's planning on doing with Ilsa, and how does he feel about um, you know taking sides during a, a, you know the war in occupied uh, uh, Morocco, but. Um, Anyway, it's worth worth a look if you can ever find it. I was surprised. At it. I mean, again, it has it has TV it has a TV movie budget, but um, it's um, it's surprising in how well the characters come across as uh, as the originals do. Um, I uh, hmm. I can't say that about Logan's Run, the the TV show, but. Um, you right. know, and like there's there are definitely remakes that don't work. I didn't think uh uh the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka worked it for me at all. That didn't that was that was just a mistake. No, no. another another great example is the taking a Palom one two yeah. three. You know, they, they did two remakes yeah. of it and you know the, the, the T V one was was okay. The T V remake in nineteen ninety eight, but the the one with uh John Travolta and Denzel Washington to me yeah, no, is it, just it, terrible. It, it's yeah, nowhere even it it takes away everything. Yeah, I mean, from what the original movie was. Yeah, you know, in, in Mathau, you can't, how do you how do you do that? Um, but I, that's right. Gosh, now I'm, <laughs> we're gonna go through a lot of remakes right at the moment. But I, I'm I'm thinking of um, <laughs> you know there are there are people who like. Well, try to think of a remake that a you remake think is that, better. A remake that, that would make better. it easier. Um, Malty Stalkin. The uh, uh, the Bogart version is better than the um, original Multi Falcon, which was made the year before. Um, okay, and then if you want to go there, you can say also the man, the the man who yeah, knew too yeah, much. Are, so obviously the, the Jimmy yeah, Stewart version was better. Where, where it is better, but there, yeah, like I would agree that they're few and far between. I just knowing how Hollywood works nowadays with endless remakes of things that are familiar properties, they haven't gotten to Harry met Sally, but someday that'll happen and it'll, yeah, it, yes, it'll, probably. it'll be some, uh, some TV star, some young TV star. Um, and... See, I could, I could maybe see Jimmy Fallon in the role of, of, uh, of Harry. Okay. Yeah. Um, or is he too old now? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. Uh, who would be Meg Ryan? Hmm. Um, um, oh, what's her name from uh, Parks and Rec? Um, who, Amy Faye's Pollard? Friend. Amy Pollard. Amy Pollard. Maybe too old? Well, they, they both would be. but the, They both the, would be too old, yeah. 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 No, but it, it doesn't matter. The idea yeah. is, is that they're, 
they're both the same age. So that yeah, would that's true. Yeah, so would, work. yeah, so that might that might work. And yeah, they are both slightly. It's like they're supposed to be slightly over the hill characters that their their windows of opportunity are closing. Right. So um, even though they're they're in their thirties. Yeah, you know, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but in any movie like this, you know, it's. <laughs> It's, I mean, the script, the script mentions at the beginning that Harry is uh, five years older than, than Sally because he's finishing law yeah, school that's at the right, time yeah. that she's finishing her BA. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, – and the, the most horrible thing in the world is to go through – it's like Clarence said in It's a Wonderful Life. You know, she's an old maid. She's in – you know, she's locking up the library. It's the worst thing you can that's right. suffer is to be single. <laughs> so yes. um, that's, that's her biggest failure in life. Um. Wow. Now I'm sort yeah. of wondering. I'm just pondering the, the Meg <laughs> Ryan universe. What if Meg Ryan's the same character in all of her movies, and this is like, eventually she dumps Billy Crystal for Tom Hanks, and you've got mail. Three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be intriguing. Uh, possible. It's possible. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I'm sorry we're going far afield from, from the movie, but I'm just thinking of all no, the that's fine. possibilities. That's, fine. that's but, what we do. That's what we do on all these That shows. is what we do. Yes. So I actually want to go back to a question that I brought up uh, earlier this week. Sure. Okay. That what day of the week is this? Because, you know, the fact that both Jess and Marie are inviting them to come for breakfast, how often, you know, do people invite friends to come for breakfast during the middle of the week? Well, wait. That's the, the strange thing. The the time when she finds out that Joe got married, how long how long ago did he get married when she found out about that? Was that the day he got married? No, no, no. He didn't get married yet. He he just or he was getting and married. Told her that he's getting married. That's right. Do you do that on a you weekend? Know, to Kimberly. You don't get to Kimberly. You, you don't get engaged on a Tuesday. So well, you could maybe yeah, you but know, he seemed like he seemed like the type that they went out to a fancy dinner on Friday or Saturday and called him maybe it's sunday okay i mean again we we, we discussed this uh, last week a little bit the the fact that it's very strange that joe called her up to tell her that he got engaged unless he's just trying to make her you know feel jealous yeah stir the pot yeah um, that that's the only reason that he would call her up yeah or is he regretting it or is he um no i don't think so no, okay, not regretting. So it's it's just is it spite, or is it just he wants to he wants to get some kind of like a ego massage from knowing that it's gonna hurt her. I think it's an ego massage for Joe. Okay. I mean, we we've had a lot of theories about Joe over the over the course of this podcast. You know, we 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 thought that that Joe and uh, and Harry would go around. You know, uh, you know that because they were living in the same building, the two of them were basically. You know, they were wingmen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Going around trying to find, uh, you know, single women all the time. And that's their connection. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with yesterday was Saturday and today's Sunday. That's I'm, this I'm is Sunday with, morning. This is Sunday Here's morning. Saying. Yeah. Right. Because everybody's home or everybody is the, the, the couple, the, the other couple's home. Well, we don't know what time it is. I mean, according it's, to the script that we read yesterday, it was 6 a.m. Yeah, but it, it it's very bright long... for 6 a.m. in in yeah. in, uh, in, in, the in December. Yeah, it's in the winter. Okay, so in, yeah, I would say in the winter, right? I'd say it's 8:30 in the morning. They're sleeping in a little, and it's Sunday. And who's calling us at this time of day? Because they wouldn't worry about that if it was if it was a weekday. They'd, be, they'd all be ready to go to work anyway. Correct. So, yeah, I'm saying it's Sunday. I'm saying it's Sunday morning, roughly quarter to nine. Okay. So, in other words, Sally and Harry both work on Sundays. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, because of what they do for a living. Right. Okay. So, now, I mean, the, the, the next question I'll ask is why do they invite them for breakfast as opposed to they come for brunch? Brunch hadn't you been know? invented yet. It's only uh, – Is that what it is? That's what I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where it is. Okay. That, and the, that's yeah, a... that's – that's where I think the nine. I think brunch was a '90s thing, and brunch hadn't come about in 1989. Sure, if it did, it's only in California. Hmm. I, I, have, I, have not, I have not done any research on brunch capabilities, but I think brunch picked up in the ensuing years. But I don't think it was an '80s thing. I think it was a '90s thing. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, 
Just a thought. I mean, I don't know. I, I could be just. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. It tells well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> and now, now, of course, I'm Wikipediaing brunch. Um, uh, it's a portamento of breakfast and lunch. The word originated in England in the late 19th century and became popular in the 1930s in the United States. Huh. I was not aware of that. Um, doesn't say anything about where the history of it is. The uh, the word was possibly coined by uh, New York Sun reporter Frank Ward O'Malley, who wrote in the early 20th century for the, uh, the Sun from 1906 to 1919. It's thought to have, he may have come up with the term after observing the typical midday eating habits of his colleagues at the newspaper. So it's a newspaper term. Um, maybe... Maybe they are looking for brunch. I don't know. It's uh, very peculiar. Yeah. So, um, wow. Uh, okay. That makes I'm, sense. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed by uh, by something. Oh, you might know about that. There's something that's called an Israeli breakfast. It's a style yes. of breakfast that originated in uh, the kibbutz. Yes. And it's their buffet style. consists of fruit, vegetables, salads, breads. Oh, I want to go to this. Breads, yeah. pastries. Sure. Come, food, hey, Jim, you come, you come visit me, and I'll, I'll, be over. I'll make sure to take you out for an Israeli awesome. breakfast. Awesome. Well, it sounds like it's uh, – it's, they're, they're saying this is similar to a brunch, and it became in the 1950s. Uh, uh, Israeli hotels were promoting it in a style similar to kibbutz meals. In 1979, uh, they decided to phase out the full Israeli breakfast – as part of the hotel room rate, substituting with a more modest continental breakfast. It, must, it sounds expensive to make because there's lots of yeah. lots of stuff. So they're yeah, yeah. But but when you, when when we go for when we're in hotels here, they they have a very rich breakfasts. So, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, sounds... I, I don't have much to compare it to, but but yeah. yeah still. But it's <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds fantastic. I'm looking at pictures. I'm like, oh, I'm. Get... I had lunch. And I'm still hungry. This is. <laughs> oh, Jim, go sure. buy, go buy a plane ticket. There you go. I, I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay, save me a spot. <laughs> Uh, so always, always, always. Wow. So, is is there anything else you want to talk about no, in no, this minute besides I, uh, before we get to the script? No. Okay. I, wow. Yeah. There, and you said there's more in the script. This is going to be yes. Interesting. There's <laughs> more. There's more. So I'm 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 obviously going to skip through on the script. I'm not going to uh, mention all the, the the dialogue that we've already talked about, but I'll just mention the added stuff. So it starts off with Harry saying Jess. Uh, no, because Jess says. At the end of yesterday's minute, no one I know would call at this hour. So Harry's response is, Jess, I think the depth of our friendship implies a call at any hour policy. Hmm. Okay. It, yeah. You know, it, yeah. give, giving an excuse why he's calling so early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of those – I'm glad they cut it because it's that show, you know, show don't tell. They didn't need to say that. Exactly. They're, right. They completely didn't need to say that. And then Sally, when she's explaining what happened, she said, he was comforting me. And before I knew it, we were kissing, and then she shakes her, shakes her head in horror, remembering what happens. Horror. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's what it says there. Wow. Now, Jess also says, for months we've been saying, and in the, the script, it's for four months we've been saying. Ah. If only they would do it. Yeah. Wow. And okay. um, uh, a few other minor things. Uh, Harry said that after sex, he started feeling suffocated. Marie says, I just wanted to get out of there. Oh, sorry. Harry says, I just wanted to get out of there. And Sally says, it was like he just disappeared as opposed to he just disappeared. Yeah. Um, Harry says, I feel terrible. But in the in 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 the, the script itself, it says, I feel so bad. You know, so it's, it's, yeah. again, it's toning it down a little bit. Um then Jess says, "Look, if, if it would have been great if it worked, but it but it didn't." And Harry goes, "Tell me about it." And then Marie says uh, to Sally, "When you've just found out that your last boyfriend is getting married, as opposed mm. to, you know, yeah, that's too much. Yeah, it's too on the nose. Yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah." Um, and then Jess says to to Harry, "Now you have a really cosmic mess on your hands." And Harry said, "If I knew it." I knew if I called you, you'd make me feel better. <laughs> and then Marie says, it's, it's always a mistake. <laughs> but the, the, the Brian Gumbel and, and Jane Fonda uh, quotes are, are still there. Oh, okay. so th yeah. That's what they leave us with. Wow. <laughs> no, it's a beautiful scene, though. It's really... Yeah, it really is. They, but and, and I like how in the script... They actually, when when two people say this, say the same line, 
So they have one on the right and one on the left. Oh, okay. Yeah, clever. You know, as, as opposed to uh, anything. As opposed to showing it in any other way. So that, that works. Oh. All right. So, um, ah, so once again, and the, the uh, description in the script says split screen so that we can see Marie and Jess in their bed on the phones talking to Sally in her apartment on the far right and Harry on the payphone in the street. At the he's, far left. Okay, but he's in some kind of a lobby or something. He's away from. No, I, well, I think he's in a cafe. That's it looks more like he's in. Yeah, there's some kind of like a yeah, there's some kind of a porthole behind him, and there's people walking back and forth. It looks like a hallway or something. I see a couple of people. No, I think by. I think it's the por- I think it's like a kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah. You know, yes, yeah. Yes. He he's on a ship. He's, yeah. he's traveling. He, he's, <laughs> he's, at, he's he's at a brunch. He's he's, uh, he's on his way to Cuba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this far enough? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I did but notice that there are people walking back and forth, and I thought that was great the way they showed that. Yeah, and so somewhere, somewhere, somebody has that movie and said, "You want to see my scene?" And then they go, they go up to minute seventy-five. <laughs> Here it comes. There it go. Yeah. Just go to minute seventy-five of Harry Met Sally. Thirty-four and thirty-five. That's me. <laughs> you see, see the top of my head. That's me. There you go. <laughs> Uh, for sure wow all right so every friday we have a segment called a weekend romance where my guests will give their top five romantic comedies so jim why don't you give me your top five uh, romantic comedies start with number five and work your way up i know you you're gonna you know, start like movies in the 1800s I know. no 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 yeah. i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with a movie <laughs> no only a few years before this i'm gonna go with uh romancing the stone with uh, kathleen turner and michael Ooh. douglas great uh it's it's about a romance writer who has a romance and an adventure and it's a comedy and um it's she has this almost a walter mitty view of what romance is supposed to be like and then she finds herself into a real life walter mitty situation where she's dealing with drug cartels and being chased for an emerald and uh meeting an indiana jones type adventurer and uh trying to stay warm by uh, burning bags of marijuana. And <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. And it's, set, <laughs> and it's set in probably the same neighborhood that uh, Harry and Sally are having their uh, little fling. So you, you just reminded me of a, a little trivia bit that, that, that I remember reading like a month and a half ago. Uh, I, I saw for the first and last time, uh, both the movies, uh, King Solomon's Mines oh, yeah. and Alan, Quarter- uh, Alan, Alan Quarterman yeah. and the Lost City. You know the the ones with Richard yeah. Chamberlain in the eighties. So when they were when they were casting it, so the producer said, "I want that woman. I want that woman from Romancing the Stone. That Stone woman, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because he wanted he wanted Kathleen Turner. And in the end, they went and Sharon hired Stone. Sharon. Oh Stone. my gosh. Oh, that that explains an awful lot. Okay. Well. <laughs> um, yes. Wow. Which, uh, yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed in the uh, the Chamberlain movies because I, when I was a kid, I used I read King Solomon's oh, they were lines and I loved the book <laughs> and I was like, this isn't the this isn't the book. So anyway, but it was great movie. I can say if you haven't seen it, uh, great movie to, to catch up. Very eighties, very interesting. Um, there are two movies. They're three and four, but they're so close together. Uh, it's and you might not consider them romantic comedies, but uh, it's what it's a you consider. Life. It's what you consider yeah. romantic comedies. It's a wonderful life to me as a romantic comedy. The uh, the way that Jimmy Stewart's character falls in love with Donna Reed. Uh, there's so much going on in there that I have so many elements common to romantic comedies: the split ups, the fights, the the uh, conflict, and the getting back together and and making things right at the end, and just tying it in a bow. Uh, that's about and there is a certain amount of re- character redemption that's always a part of uh, romantic comedy that the person that you're interested in needs to get needs to fix themselves or get fixed before things right themselves i'd say it's a wonderful life and here's one that people are not going to think of as a romantic comedy but it to me it is um and it was proven later to me that that it was a romantic comedy based on a, a follow-up movie with Tom Hanks. I'm going to go with Mary Poppins mm. as number three. Mary Poppins to me, you think, oh, wait, Mary Poppins. You're thinking Mary and Bert, you know, Dick Van Dyke, but that's not who I'm talking about. The romance in this, in Mary Poppins 
is Mr. and Mrs. Banks. Mr. and Mrs. Banks have, drif have drifted saving, apart. Saving, Miss, saving and, Mr. Banks. Uh, saving Mr. Banks. That's the actual story. That's a story. It's a story about fatherhood. It's a story about being a husband. It's a story about being a wife and mother. And you get the wrong impression from it if you think it's about adopting traditional roles, that, that it's necessary to adopt traditional roles. You can keep doing what you're doing, but the focus is on the priorities in your life. Both Mr. and Mrs. Banks don't have the, their priorities set up right, and they forgot that they are married to each other because they love each other. And by the time you get to the end, let's go fly a kite, you've saved Mr. Banks. Mr. Banks has discovered that the most important thing to him is family, the love of his wife, the love of his children. And Mrs. Banks, the most important thing to her is no longer getting out into the next um, uh, rally, the suffragists rally, but being a part of that family and making things right, even if it's patching up a kite and tying a tail on it to get get them all you know, back on course. Um, to me, that's a really powerful uh, movie about romance and family and how they're all interconnected. So, you know, yeah, you can argue about it being a romantic comedy, but to me, that's, that's always one of my favorite romantic comedies. Completely different from uh, from uh, Mary Poppins. Uh, I'll go with uh, one of the greater love stories that turned into a series of movies. Um, but the originals of the best, William Powell, Myrna Loy in The Thin Man. The Thin Man, to me, it's, you know, it's a detective movie. It's it's um, it's a mystery. It's a noir. But at its heart, it's a romantic comedy. Uh, uh, the uh, Nick and Nora Adams. Uh, Nick is a famous detective and Nora is fabulously wealthy. <laughs> so uh, people point to Nick as being a gigolo who's, you know, just after Nora for uh, her money, but she and Nick and Nora love each other in the way they chide each other through each other's uh, mannerisms and things. Nick keeps getting found in compromising predic predicaments with, uh, you know, beautiful blondes and stuff, but Nora knows that he only has eyes for her. And it's a it's a very realistic love story, even if it's an unrealistic situation of you know solving all these murder mysteries where the lights go out and they find the dead body kind of a thing. But uh, I think it's one of the most realistic portrayals of what a, having a romantic relationship with your wife is like. Um, so the Thin Man to me that that's number two wow. of, uh, of romance novels. Um, the top one, uh, the one that I think feels the most. Uh, it feels deeply about making wrong choices and making right choices. Um, I'll have to go with the uh, the Tom Hanks movie, although Tom Hanks only has a cameo in it. I, I'd go with the 1996 film, That Thing You Do. Uh, the love story there between Sketch, the uh, drummer who's in a band that uh, <laughs> is literally a one-hit wonder, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, the girlfriend of the, the lead singer who really picked the wrong guy. Uh, and how she falls out of love with the lead singer and falls in love with the drummer. Uh, it's a great, really super romantic story about what really matters in people's lives that you don't need a career. You don't need, you don't need anything, but you, tr you really do need love. You need the love of another person who cares about you as much as you care about them. So uh, it's a great. And that's, again, that's a story of redemption that, you know, here's this woman who, she she has a, a thing where she says, I'm sorry, I wasted all my kisses on you, where she breaks up with her old boyfriend. Um, but uh, she, she's definitely, you know, it's a it's it's a very it's a very deeply felt story. When you come away from it at the end, they're at the beginning of their relationship where, you, you know, they, they give you, uh, you know, what happens next, kind of a, like an American graffiti ending. But uh, you see the start of their relationship together, and that's where their romance begins. Which usually you don't, you know, it's like usually you'll get the romance earlier right. in the story, but mm -hmm. you get the, you finally get it at the end. So I can my top romantic uh, comedy. It, it is a comedy. Uh, is uh, is that thing you do? Oh wow, great. Okay, thank you very much for that list, uh, Jim. So you want to for one last time this week uh, tell people uh, how they can get in touch with Jim O'Kane, where they can find you. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You can, I, you know, let me, let me just say, I, I, you can get me at jimokane.com, but I just want to put out on Friday here that uh, we both belong to a great group called Movies by Minutes. And there's over, at the time we're recording this, uh, there are over 200 uh, Movies by Minutes 
shows and some of them have several different layers of, of movies in there. So you could probably get 250 to 300 movies out there. Uh, you can find us at moviesbyminutes.com. Uh, it's a great organization. If you, and you know, if you go to moviesbyminutes.com, you can look for your own movie that you may have a favorite out there that you want to hear somebody else's take on it. If you haven't, uh, if, if your movie isn't out there, why don't you join us? This is not, uh, it's not an easy thing, but it's not the most difficult thing in the world to sit down and start going through your favorite movie one minute at a time. And you might talk start, about it. And talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you might actually like it. So, uh, you know, you feel free to join us. We're on Facebook. Uh, look for Movies by Minutes on Facebook. Or, you know, we have a link at moviesbyminutes.com that you can find our Facebook group. But uh, but please join us out at moviesbyminutes.com. All right. Great. Thank you very much. And, and I completely endorse that and agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's how I got involved, and uh, you know, you're a big part of it now, Rob. And I'm and I'm and I'm uh, almost 500 episodes in. There you go. You know? So <laughs> it's like by the end of this the, the end of this uh, this this show, I'll be at 496. It's it it's so. it's like it's like eating Fritos corn chips. You just gotta have another bite, another bite. Just... <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's it. You know, it's it. It's just uh. You know. You just gotta, you just breathe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and you, you don't have to be perfect at this. All you have to do is keep getting better. No, of course not. Just get better, and and you you find out how to get better real fast when you're doing this stuff. <laughs> That's true. If you, if you make it through, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are unfortunately too many that have fallen along the on, along yeah. the way. So just oh yeah, all we ask is finish what you be what you've begun and try to do it in uh, release order. That's the only two rules. And That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Around Minute. You can find me on my website, movearoundminute.com. You can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter. So, Jim, thank you very much for, for, for joining me this week. I, I had a great time. Me too. I hope you did too. I had a wonderful time. Um, thank you again. It's, it's always always fun talking to you. Uh, one of these is I have to be on one of your shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. As no, opposed we'll, to we'll, you just being on mine. But, we'll you know, I, know you, I know you've got new ones yeah. coming up, so I'll be on those. Don't worry. Oh, for yeah. sure, for sure. I'm talking about yours. Oh, yeah, so no, that's, I'll, that's have, I'll, I'll no. Yeah, we'll get you there. You you know you know that you have an open invitation always to come come on come on uh, for every season. It's much appreciated. So, for sure. And, and it's appreciated because, you know, it's appreciated by me <laughs> because I, I love talking to you. You know, I, th I think, you know, here we, we took a minute where we, we both said we didn't have any notes and we've been talking for nearly an hour. So, yeah. hey, why not? You know, <laughs> we, we found what to talk That's about. That's true. That's true. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Again, thanks so much. No problem. Thank you. So, uh, everyone have a great weekend and I'll be back on Monday with a, a new guest. But until then, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. With all your faults, I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you had to be you